Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me along with others here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, where today is Tuesday. And on Tuesdays, that is the day that we do the show or the segment From the Pulpit to the Couch, where you will receive biblical teachings from pastors or biblical scholars, along with myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed marriage and family therapist. Now, today's topic is one of those, and I always say an interesting topic, but it's also a very controversial topic, where individuals were giving me feedback like, Janelle, are you sure you want to talk about this? You know, what do you mean by this, uh, what you're saying? And partly because many individuals with what we're going through today, and more than ever, as we're going through this pandemic, many individuals are praying as others may be questioning Why are they praying? Is there a God? Were they just taught to believe that? Now, with that being said, it is believed that many individuals have been conditioned by religion. Now, as a child, many were raised, including myself, to believe in a lot of religious theology. I used to call individuals holy roller, or when I would see people get the Holy Ghost and how they act, and and I was like, okay, what is this all about? But What I later learned was the importance of having and developing a personal relationship with God. What is your thought? Are individuals demonstrating religious conditioning based on their personal relationship with God? Are they with their personal relationship with God? If not, if you don't have a personal relationship with God, you, more than ever, may want to listen or call in and ask the pastor some questions. So let me log him on. Good morning, Pastor. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm doing very well. Uh, it's a blessing to be here on the show. I think we have a very interesting topic on today, and we look forward to getting into it and hearing some questions from uh, callers. Well, I want to thank you for joining me again, coming back, helping, because we were getting stuck with topics, didn't know what to talk about. <laughs> You've been gone for a long time, so... But thank you. Now, with this religious conditioning, Pastor, a lot of individuals are kind of getting stuck between what people are we conditioned, were we taught this, do we really believe it? And it's becoming under question, especially with the pandemic and what's going on. And I was even, when I woke up this morning, I saw where a pastor had got in trouble, I believe it was in New York, for still fellowshipping with his church members after he had been warned you know, and when we start, not only that, yeah. talking about social conditioning, Pastor, tell the listeners who you are, and then let's dive into the subject. Yes, I am Pastor Dan Estelle, and I'm coming to you from San Marcos, California, uh, pastor of Higher Dominion Worship Center, but we are now assisting San Marcos United Methodist Church in the city of San Marcos. and. Um, we have been uh, on a brief hiatus from this show, pursuing some other business interests, but we are, are back um, coming with uh, information to help our callers and to get out the, what we like to say, uh, good, correct, factual, and truthful information to the community. So in regards to our subject today, um, it's a very important topic. Um, Jeanette just talked about something in regards to a pastor, and I believe that pastor was from uh, Florida, Jeanette, from a megachurch mm-hmm. uh, in, in Florida, and um, was arrested because he broke the law. And so what we have to understand is that is that pastors are still subject to the law of the land, and we can't, you know, usurp pastoral or spiritual authority over the law of the land unless it is, you know, flagrantly unjust or out of order. Um, There are times, there are issues, and there are cases, and there are circumstances for every situation. But in regards to our our topic today, um, we always want to bring you the topic from a Christian perspective or from a perspective or of a believer in Christ. And it's important for 
all believers to understand that there's there's a difference between, like you said, religion and relationship. Religion, we like to say as pastors, is man's attempt um, to be God. A relationship is man mm-hmm. having a relationship with Lord is, is, is finding out who God is and what God's purpose is for us. There's a big difference between the two. When a person has uh, an unbalanced view, is what we call it, um, of religion, they're usually unbalanced in their beliefs. And what it does is that it will, it will take over them and it will affect their conduct, it will affect their personality, it would affect their relationships with different people. It gives a false view of church and Christianity, okay? And so it is a tool used by the enemy, okay, to give people a false view of Christ, a false view of the church, okay? And it, it's really just bad news. And it puts the believer in a dangerous place morally, because many of these people believe they're doing the right thing and, and, and they think they're in a good and right standing. And when oftentimes not only putting harm's way spiritually, physically, but also, you know, they're putting those around them and close to them in danger also. Mm-hmm. Now, Pastor, when I was looking up this information, I was getting stuck. I even called Tammy at like 11 o'clock and I woke her up. So I was like, okay, I'm trying to get this information. I'm trying to figure out which way, you know, to put it to where it can make sense. Because a lot of times individuals get so caught up on religion and religious theology, principles, beliefs, perceptions. And like you said, a lot of it becomes man-made. But when we start talking about conditioning, whether it's social conditioning, I thought of because from a, a psychology point of view is um, Pavlov's dog with the ringing of the bell. Now, right. individuals <clears throat> become so used to doing certain things to where when we start talking about our belief system, I had a friend was telling me about someone was talking about what all is going on and his beliefs and his religious beliefs and and wind up in trying to go into a pack where were a bunch of lions, and the lions did. And the lions tore his butt up. So I started laughing. I said, well, I hope they don't start next trying to walk on water. So a lot of times well, individuals get so caught up in these parables. And when we start talking about yes. being conditioned, what do you think a lot of that is coming from? Well, it, a lot of it comes from tradition. And then mm-hmm. a lot of it comes from people – Uh, being lazy. And what I mean by that is uh, when this topic comes up, I often think about that Holiday Inn commercial where people are all of a sudden professionals, you know, um, I'm not really a doctor, but I I stayed at a Holiday Inn last night. And and that that (laughs) commercial was famous a couple of years back. And I'm not really a race car driver, but I stayed at a Holiday Inn last night, you know, and, mm-hmm. and number one, you're not going to perform surgery on me. And number two, I'm not going to put you in a million-dollar race car and let you try to drive. So what happens is that we have a lot of armchair quarterbacks, and we have a lot of people who have come up with traditional knowledge. And something we talked about on the show last week, a lot of scriptures are taken out of context because they are passed down, and they're passed down the wrong way. I mean, I'm going to go way far to the right with this. For our listeners, please give me a little latitude. But a lot of us as kids, you know, couldn't play sports, couldn't play games, because if you were saved, we didn't do those things. And that was just religion, and it was just wrong, you know. uh, Kids couldn't play marbles because the Bible said marble not. You know, way out of context. And so kids couldn't play marbles, you know. Uh, We couldn't go to, uh, you know, gatherings, dances, couldn't play football, things like that, because people people have to understand is when I often say we got better teaching, better learning, um, people rightly divide the word of truth and understand what the scriptures are truly saying. 
we come back to the root of the problem. The root of the problem, Jeanette, is always this, and I may say it a few times during this um, talk show, is it's always somebody bending religion to get their own point of view of cross or to bend religion and bend scriptures to have things to be subverted or perverted to their way or to do a power play and to use the word of God as a crutch for them to stand on. And, and that, mm. it, it always comes back to that. You know, somebody's going to always do that and, and, then, and then bend the scriptures now to try to back them in their play. And, and mm-hmm. you know, in, in the book of Galatians, it spells out to us very clearly that the Bereans, the Bereans would not believe anything that anybody said. And I'm paraphrasing, but the Bereans would say, say, no disrespect, but we had to look it up for ourselves. There, you might be telling the truth, but let me search the scriptures to find out. And so we do have an example of that in the New Testament, in the writings of the Apostle Paul in the book of Galatians, where, you know, where we are, we are to to double check, we are to go and look up the scriptures, we are to search the word of God to find out if what people are saying is true. Because there's a lot of smooth tongue devils, there's a lot of, of, of wolves in sheep clothing, there's a lot of con artists out there who will take people and, and and because they're saying it's religion and because they're saying it, it's from the Lord, they package it that way to try to deceive people for their cause. Yeah. And you know, Pastor, and that is so true, and that's a turnoff for a lot of people, and that's what gets a lot of individuals in trouble. Okay, we have callers calling in. Let me log on the first person that called in. Number ended in 8-8. Do you have any questions, or what would you like to add to this topic as we're talking about Religious conditioning. My dog on the internet is moving so slow over here. Okay. Can you hear me? Number ended in 8-8. Okay. All right. It's taking a while, Pastor, for the thing. It's just going in a circle, okay. and I'm just watching it. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. It didn't even take a lot. Okay. You try it again. Okay. I can hear you. Okay, do you have any questions for the pastor as we're talking about religious conditioning? No, I'm just going to listen today. Um, I think he's on the right track. And okay. that's all, all I right. just want to listen to say. Okay, let me log on the next caller. Okay, I don't know what is going on with this internet, but it is so slow today. I guess my daughter told me that so many people are on the internet because they're at home. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome yes. to Participate in Member NNN03. How are you doing? Okay, you're on. So if you have anything to say, any questions, we will glad to we likely to hear what you want to how what you have to say or add to this topic. Now, Pastor, when we start talking about this conditioning, you know, and individuals are now having to adapt because sometimes People don't like change. And one of the things you said is sometimes we have to stop being lazy, look things up for ourselves, and sometimes break some of the traditions, but then yet we look at scriptures and things are taken so out of context. And, you know, and it's trying to get individuals to develop a relationship and a stronger relationship with God. And some individuals are finding that to be a challenge. I'll give you an example. Last night I came home, and when I came home, I saw a lot of my neighbors outside, and I was wondering what was going on. Now, I'm trying not to play therapist when I get home because I'm ready to go to bed and tired. So I, I stand outside for a little while, and I'm listening to my neighbors argue. And I didn't know if they were going to be fighting. I didn't know what was going on. But when I heard what the conversation was about, all I could do was laugh. They was arguing because the man was screaming, talking about, I'm tired of this mess. I'm sick of this. And then he said, I already wiped the door now four times. I'm not wiping that door now. <laughs> Pastor, all I could do was laugh. I said, they arguing over a doorknob, wiping the doorknob. She said, either you stay in or you stay out. Now, when we start talking about conditioning, 
Pastor, sometimes people can be conditioned or they, you know, and like not only just, like I said, with social conditioning, what can some individuals do with what we're dealing with in today's time with trying to, to adapt to some of these changes that's happening and occurring in our, in our lives today? Well, <clears throat> I mean, a couple of things. The most important thing is to is see it as a positive instead of a negative. And mm-hmm. because what people are, are, are missing is that because of technology, we're able to do a lot of the things at home now that we could do at work for most people. I understand there are skilled laborers and there are people who, who deal with assembly and other types of things where, where they're at home now. And so for the people who can work from home, um, follow your schedule and try to be uh, as regimented as you can because that keeps the change to a minimal. Now, for other people, what we have to understand is that on the social side, people aren't that used to spending that much time together. Mm-hmm. So, because we're, we're we're on the road, we're on the road, an hour going to work, half hour going to work, we're at work, you know, six to eight hours, and then we have a whole different family at work, a lot of people. And there's a different relationship that you have with people at work. It's a whole different social network. Then you're coming back home, and for people who have been in long-term relationship and different relationships, you know, God has provided that on purpose. It's a break. It, mm-hmm. it, it's a break. And so now that a lot of individuals are, are, are for lack of a better word right now, they're, they're being forced to come in and to be in their homestead and to spend all this time together, um, what they have to understand is they got to learn how to appreciate each other and, mm-hmm. and, and know, how to, know how to also, you know, uh, use some distancing. Like, for instance, you know, there's several rooms in the house. There's several things that you can do, and then there's, there's, there's planning. That helps a lot of people. Um, I was counseling some people yesterday because, you know, the, the domestic violence numbers are going up oh, yeah. because of people oh, yeah. at home and, and little incidents like your doorknob incidents can flare up. And then all of a sudden, you know, we've had shows on this before where past things come up, things come into the argument that happened five, 10 years ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so, Maybe the maybe him touching the doorknob again is not the root of the argument, but there's pent up anger and different things in there, and so mm-hmm. we have to learn how to condition ourselves again. This is important. Learn how to condition ourselves again to know how to be around, you know, our closest family members again. We have to condition ourselves again because they have all these memes on social media and, and all these little jokes, and I think they're cute. You know, some of them are saying that, you know, the teacher got fired because she's at home having a drink, teaching her kids, drinking on the job. You know, mm-hmm. of course, that's the parent teaching their kids at home. And so, mm-hmm. and so the other memes, the other memes are, are, are you know, you're going to really learn how to appreciate your teacher now. Your teacher was telling the truth. Your child is bad. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, we have all this, we have all this new conditioning. And mm-hmm. and people cannot fool themselves to to think that it's easy because it's not. It, it 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 you may be married to somebody for five ten years, but we don't know everything about them. And because of the dynamics of our world, we don't we're not used to spending this much time together. And so what people right. have to learn how to do is is number one, don't push buttons. Don't 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 scratch trigger points. You know, don't push because because you can't go nowhere to cool off. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't don't scratch don't stretch, you know, um trigger items or what I call things that will trigger arguments and trigger other things because you know it's going to already be volatile because of the situation we're in. We don't know much about this 
this this COVID nineteen. There's so much people are worried. People new information is coming out, and then new information that does come out says the information that we thought we knew was wrong. And so mm-hmm. it's a good time for people to 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 pray, to to maybe exercise, not talking as much, but to pray more. Okay, mm-hmm. and then. I'm telling a lot of families to condition ourselves again since we have this time. Mothers, take your daughters in the kitchen and show them how to prepare a meal or your son, mm-hmm. okay? Teach the kids how to set the table, okay? Um, it, it, interact with your kids. I sat down and played Legos again last night, you know, and spent some time with the kids. And so when we set aside different times like that, when I had to say, okay, kids, daddy's got to step away. He's got to make a phone call. He's going to do a show. I'm not being interrupted now because I've set aside time for them. We have done some strategic planning. And so when mm-hmm. you put all those things together, it, it's changing our strategy and our conditioning, okay? One last thing before your next question is that, is that some people are saying, well, I'm home. We're just home. And I said, well, the reason why things work so good at work is because there's guidelines, there's rules, and there's regulations. And you can set some of those at home, too. It's not just free will. And when we mm-hmm. do that, you know, and, 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 and we look at it from that point of view, we can, we can bring this on this social side, this new social conditioning. We can, we can come through it with peace. We can come through it with grace. Mm-hmm. You know, Pastor, that's interesting because we talk about conditioning on Facebook. I couldn't sleep last night because my dog, I bought her a new bed, and she was in my room snoring, and it got on my nerves. (laughs) She's just nervous, Jeanette. You need to let her sleep in your bed. No, she ain't sleeping in my bed. Uh That I'm not doing. But I'm trying to go to sleep, and the dog, I bought her her own bed. And she was laying in my room snoring like an old man. I well, you so even mentioned, I don't mean to interrupt, but and I t- just so you know, I agree totally with the pastor. That's what I've been doing at home, too, with my kids. And But um, mm-hmm. last night, my daughter was like, okay, you know, I want to go to school, and I want to see Summer, and I want to see Kata, and I want to do this. Okay, so... I'm like, okay, here we go. So, so much for that. We're still keeping the structure and keep, just like work and doing the whole thing in school and everything. But, um, but just like you were saying, I was reading your thing about, you know, talking about how it's affecting us with the boredom, including our animals. Okay. So, mm-hmm. I hate to tell you this, Miss Jeanette, but your dog is having anxiety attack. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, Amen. You either need to give, call the vet and get some anxiety pills, or let the dog sleep in the bed with you. I gave up. I let my cat and my dog, that's it. You guys, as long as you let me sleep, go to sleep here. You get this end of the bed, you get this end of the bed. My daughter's almost half on top of me, and I'm like, okay, I just got to go to sleep. (laughs) Because... You can't. You know what? Yes. We're talking about a show, and I don't see nowhere in the Bible where I got to sleep in the bed with a dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm just going by what you said. Okay, I'm going to find something in the Bible then, okay? Because you just said it's affecting our pets, and you know, that's like, well, me. Well, my pets are like my kids, so not everybody thinks that way, but that's, you know, I, I have to look at them because they're, like, looking at you like, you know, even the pet groomer. I mean, they're not even... You know, we can't get our nails done. We can't get our hair done. They can't even get their hair cut or hair washed. Okay? You How would you couldn't get your hair washed and your hair? You, you'd be bored too and tired. Michelle, I'm gonna bring her over to your house because the dog got kicked out last night because she pooped in my house and I wasn't paying. Oh and I got God it. forbid! You know what? People have accidents. What do you get to kick you out if you poop in your bed too? Well, the dog pooped off. Yeah, you know I'm giving you a hard time, Jeanette. We we, 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 we recondition things right about now. That I am. I know. We'll recondition. Oh, by the way, not to change the subject, but I got your rice and beans like I told you I would. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay. I just got to get them to you. But bring your dog over to me if you want. I won't kick her out if she poops in my floor because I have hardwood floors. Well, you could do that. I'm not going to be tempted. Oh, God, I was so mad. Okay, so, Pastor, when we start talking about yeah. the difference between <laughs> religion and relationship, 
because, like Michelle's saying, people are experiencing anxiety. They're stressing out. Like I'm listening to a dog snore, and I'm mad because I can't go to sleep because I would, she went to sleep before I did. It's okay if I snore, but it ain't okay if she snore first. So how do we develop a stronger relationship with our higher power? Because individuals are panicking now, and, you know, we talk about social conditioning, and we talk about change, we talk about faith, we talk about prayer, and some individuals say, well, you were taught to do this. How did you, do you really believe it? And many individuals are being questioned, especially with things that are related to the Bible, and we don't want things to be taken out of Scripture or individuals thinking they can walk on water and doing these things. But what are some of the things that, for those that are out there that are listening, what are some of the things that they can do? Well, first of all, as we always say, get yourself connected to a good Bible-based church, okay, with a with a bona fide pastor, and and now once you get into that, um, don't be a CME member. Christmas, Monday, uh-huh. Easter. Um, get into church. Follow along with the study. Get into a Bible class. Learn the word of God, okay? That That's first and foremost because because most people that I talk to, um, you know, whether you're a psychologist, psychiatrist, or a doctor, those are your professions. A pastor, that's their profession. And when you get yourself connected into a good Bible-based church and become a member, not an associate, you, you get on the path to rightly dividing the word of truth. The second thing is to understand the difference between religion, what grandma, what mama and daddy taught me, versus what the Bible says. And for most people, what grandma, granddad, and mama taught you is correct. It it is Bible-based. But for some people, a lot of it is either one, traditional, or two, denominational. And, and that's where we have to learn learn to decipher between the two. Look, in, in the book of, uh, in the New Testament in the Gospels, in Matthew and Mark and in Luke, we call it the synaptic Gospels because this story appears in all three of the Gospels. It's a story of Jesus and the rich young ruler. And the young man came to Jesus and he said, what must I do to have eternal life? And so he, he heard about Jesus, and he finally had the opportunity to meet Jesus. And so Jesus is telling him everything, and finally Jesus is telling him because he understood what was his dilemma, what was his barrier keeping him, okay? And Jesus says, you're going to have to give up your wealth. And the young man walked away. And so the, the caveat, though, to that story is that he was saying, oh, I did this. Oh, I've done that. Oh, I do this. Oh, I do all that. Oh, I've done this. And that's how a lot of people are. Uh, a lot of people want to go by their rules. And mm-hmm. a lot of people want to go by what they think and what they say. And it has to be what the word of the Lord says and what the Bible says. And so those are the two main, okay, because... I've heard it all. I've heard what people say, well, my religion is the only religion, and then we have to deal with that. I hear people when they say things like, you know, um, God is on my side so I can do everything I want to, once saved, always saved. And that's one Uh of the biggest, you know, deceiving things because these people think that, I've, I've come to the altar and I oh Lord, forgive me of my sins, and now I can do anything I want under the sun. And that just mm-hmm. is not true. That's just not true at all. It, it's horrendous. And it, it, it has people uh, in, in, a, in, a, in dangerous standings because they think they're saved and they're, they're not. They went up to the altar with, 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 you know, with false motivation. They went up to the altar with manipulation then they don't know anything about God. And, and, and that's mm-hmm. when people have to, have to set people aside and tell them there's a, there is a change on the outside, but there's a change also on the inside. And so, you know, those are some of the main points right there because 
Mm-hmm. You cannot learn this thing in one night. You cannot learn this by sitting and by osmosis. This is this is this is a relationship with the Lord where you have to get into the Word of God. You have to learn it. You ask all the questions that you can. Ask a ton of questions and good get good answers from good people who understand the word of God, who are not trying to make themselves look good, but want to be, you know, a good disciple of Christ and want to teach you the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, Pastor, when you were saying that, I thought about that question, and I've heard it over and over again where it said, what must I do to be saved? You know, and a lot mm-hmm. of times it's doing, and it goes back to, what you were saying about being a lazy Christian because we want to do things when it's convenient or when we when we are in trouble, and that's when we tap into our faith. I was talking to a gentleman today, and he was sharing how when he was incarcerated, how a lot of individuals were going towards the Muslim belief and religion, and his thing was, well, show me, prove to me, let me, I, I need something. He was talking about more of his lifestyle and how a lot of times we start wanting that immediate gratification, and it don't always work like that when you're in a relationship. You know, even when you're in a relationship with someone, you know, you're going to have your good times, you're going to have your bad times, you're going to have your – but you got to learn how to engage, how to interact with one another. And that's right. where a lot of this stuff is missing. Well, it's interesting that you said that question because what must I do save that – what must I do to be saved was the question that Nicodemus asked Jesus. The, he came to Jesus at night, Nick at night. And Nicodemus, what's so powerful about that statement you know, is that he was a Pharisee. And so the Pharisees were the religious rulers. And they were, you know, the the legislative body and the religious body of their day, but yet mm-hmm. Nicodemus said Nicodemus said uh-huh. said this is wrong, mm-hmm. and so Nicodemus now, I, I, you know, I don't I don't want to rush it because it's and Pastor, powerful. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I have to hang up because I have another conference call I have to join okay. into. Okay, okay, so I didn't want to be disrespectful. Thank you for I've been listening, and I'll listen to the rest of it later. Thank you. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Amen. And so, mm-hmm. for a for a religious leader, and he was a Pharisee, and and part of the Sanhedrin court to come and say to humble himself, because you know you have a lot of people that are just going to say, "Well, that's how I would talk, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the way out, and that's it." And I know I'm right, and and so I don't care what you say. And this is what, and, and this is what, and this is what it is. But for him to, before he passed judgment, to watch Jesus, to actually see, to hear Jesus, and to see the Son of Man, the Son of God, do this and say, uh, "What I've been living is wrong," and to say, and to ask him, "What must I do to be saved?" That's powerful, because a lot mm-hmm. of people are stuck in pride. They're stuck in tradition. Okay, some people um, like their religion because it's easy. Okay, it's easy. Uh-huh. I'm saved. I worship at home, and and and, and that's their conditioning, and and it, it don't take all that, and, and you know, and all this and that, and so people get stuck in their ways, and they don't want to hear the truth because. Like I said earlier in my statement, that lazy walk or the path of least resistance allows them to live their life any old kind of way. Mm-hmm. And you know, Pastor, and the sad part about it is when we're talking about conditioning and the shaping and they're formed, and then now that we're dealing with so many things, when we're looking at children and we're watching our pets, and like Michelle was talking about, and it's, it's learning how to redo things, reshaping, reforming. And, you know, and it takes me right back to that question, even when the guy was on the cross and talked about remember me, meaning even though I am this way, I don't want to be this way. So a lot of individuals are being challenged, and then with churches being closed, you know, they don't know what to do. So some individuals are going to, you know, Internet or they're going online, 
And when, even when I was yeah. looking for information about religious conditioning, a lot of the information that I found came from an atheist perspective, and a lot of it was so negative. So I'm like, I don't want to talk about that, but, you know, we can put it out there because sometimes atheists may believe that many individuals, whether they're Christian or Catholic, were conditioned to believe certain things that they may disagree with. And I always say it's okay to disagree, but it's not okay to disrespect. But if that is what's working for you, do more of it. But we also have to learn how to be obedient. A lot of times, even when we're talking about social conditioning or individuals like parenting, we're, we're trying to shape and form our children to become productive citizens. You know, and we're, we're now when we're talking about um, religious conditioning, it's change, uh, trying to get individuals to become Christ-like. You know, and a lot of times individuals do want to, they want their cake and eat it too. Definitely. We, we're in some interesting times now, but as I was telling uh, some friends the other day in a discussion, there is a high number, and I'm talking about thousands of young people, millennials, who, who are coming to Christ now. And mm-hmm. what what happens is when you've tried this and tried that and you see these things don't work and they try Christ and, you know, they see how good the Lord is, they're expanding. We had 45,000 young people uh, group in Texas. This is before COVID-19. And then we had 65,000 young people in Atlanta and then, almost 70-some thousand young people down in Florida, this within the last six months. And what's happening is that these young people, they have tried the drugs, they have tried the sex, they have tried, you know, the online dating and all these things. And and what they find out is that is that these things don't lead to happiness. They're only, the gratification is, 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 is just for a moment. It's fleeting. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and and the young people, what they said was that now when they get into things, they want to know the truth. And so this is why it's important for people to make Christ available, to have church be available, to have good leaders and good teaching available, because people are hungry. The yep. Lord promised us to harvest, okay? There is a harvest. And and what we have to understand is that is that there's a lot of people competing for the harvest. Okay? The Buddhists like to use hell as a metaphor. Okay? The the Muslims, you know, like to say, you know, there's no Christ. Okay? And these other religions out there that the kids will try for a season and try for this and they see that, you know, they get flatlined. Because there's nothing like the word of God and the truth of the Lord. But what we Mm -hmm. have to do is, as pastors and as church leaders, we have to use wisdom. Okay? If you allow the Holy Ghost to lead people and allow the Holy Ghost to bring people in, then the the Holy Ghost will keep them. If we use gimmicks, then we got to keep doing gimmicks to keep them there. And And so we have to... Uh, which a lot of people are doing, take a lot of foolishness out of church and then make church be what Christ wanted it to be, a place of fellowship, a place of love, a place of togetherness, a place of, of learning about him, and a place of healing. And, 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 and that's the biggest part because religion separates people. Religion brings about classifications. Okay, and 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 so that's where the two connect, Jeanette. When we have religion conditioning, it creates a social conditioning because people create class warfare or class divisions, mm-hmm. and because of all those things, that's why people, you know, splinter off. And every time there's a splintering, and every time there there is a weakening, the word gets watered down too. And then all of wow. a sudden you hear people you hear people coming up with strange rules. You hear people, 
you know, uh, quoting the scriptures wrong, quoting them completely out of context, and then they're teaching a lifestyle and they're teaching, you know, a structure based on falsehoods. Correct. And people think, and people think, have people thinking that they're in line with the Lord and they're in line with the mm-hmm. word of God. And so and that's you, why, again, as I said earlier, we have to be like the Bereans and we have to follow up and study. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Pastor, and that was kind of what led to the topic in the beginning. I was sharing with you how when it was brought to my attention that an individual indicated that within her religion, she don't believe in a divorce. And I said, well, you know, sometimes people go into things not being religious when they went into it, and what if you married the wrong person? And if that person don't be want to be with you, you can't make that person be with you, and that don't have anything to do with religion. So a lot right. of times individuals, they want this to fit their needs, and then they'll use it as a crutch or to say, in my religion or my religious beliefs are, okay, but you believe this, but you don't believe that. So if you're going to put it all together, it needs to make some sense. And that goes into what you said about using wisdom. Because religion has been used to separate people for many, many, many years and will probably continue to do so until we know better. And a lot of times individuals don't want to know. They don't. Uh, Important point that you brought up, Jeanette, because, because, that's a perfect example where people will say, and they'll go to the scripture and they'll say that, that Christ hates divorce. And you know what? The Bible does say that, and Christ does hate divorce. And then they walk away because that's the only point they were trying to make. And they took the scriptures to manipulate that point. What mm-hmm. the full chapter says, what it says in 1 Corinthians verse 7, people have to understand is that, is that Christ is saying, do your best, I'm paraphrasing, to save the marriage. Do your best, okay, to try and stay married, okay? But if this joker is acting up or if this wife ain't acting right and you've tried all you can to stay in the marriage, God doesn't want us to stay in an abusive situation, okay? There's a, there's a big difference. We're not like the Calvinists. That, that believe in predestination, okay? Um, there's predestination versus free will. I talk about this a lot because because people say, well, I married him, and that's what it's supposed to be, and there's nothing else. You're giving people now a license to just treat you any old way they want to mm-hmm. because you're going to be handicapped, handicapping yourself because of religion, Okay. The other one is that when they say, well, you have to forgive me. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Where people try to handicap the scriptures and use it. Well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to abuse you. I'm going to sin. I'm going to do this. I'm going to say this about you. I'm going to walk all over you. And then I'm going to come back to you and ask you for forgiveness. You know, Mm -hmm. the devil is a lie. Mm -hmm. You know, I could say to to people as as a pastor in counseling, I've married a lot of couples, and the best thing to do before you get married is to have good counseling so that you can understand the scriptures and understand the contract because the Bible clearly says we're equal, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and, and people, nope, the, the husband is the head. Well, they haven't read the scriptures right. Correct. We're supposed to sit there. We can't. They haven't read the scriptures right. Go back, read the scriptures again, slow it down. You don't have to read King James. Read New King James. Read New International. Get an understanding. Get the scriptures in line, okay? And and what, what usually happens is what people don't understand with that is because, is because if you make a mistake going into a marriage, okay, yes, the Holy Spirit can, can correct if both people are willing to, mm-hmm. okay? Some people have been married under false pretense. This dude told you or this woman told you they were nice and they weren't. They told you they Mm -hmm. never hit you and and they came and they will. They told you that their credit was good and it wasn't, you know, on down the line. And so the the Lord doesn't allow his children to stay in situations like that. 
Mm-hmm. So people will, the enemy will use then now religion, church, and Christ because I've heard him over and over again. Why did the Lord give me this man? Well, he didn't. You chose him. Why did the Lord give me this woman? You chose him. Why did the Lord put me in this situation? No, you did that. Mm-hmm. And, and we have, and we have to understand the difference between predestination versus free will. Where the Lord will say, "I will help you through the Holy Spirit to make the right choice," but now the choice is up to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know, and you know, Pastor, and not only just with that with divorce, and with all of this is going on. And we're talking about the healing power. And someone said to me, I think it was today, God talked about the power of God. Something in them. One of them was um, the name of Jesus and the name of Jesus. And how when individuals stand on that, they was like, it's nothing in that name. That name is not powerful. So when we start talking about these different things, a lot of times individuals do take it out of context. Some people hide behind religion. Some people will beat you down with the religion. Some individuals are closed-minded. So we're looking at it from a lot of different perspectives. So let's talk about just with the power, when we talk about the power in the name. Can you explain what is meant by that? Repeat that again. When people get in trouble and they start talking about Jesus, Jesus, and they talk about the power now, a lot of times individuals believe that some individuals were conditioned or taught to say that. And I said to someone when they told me that, I said, oh, well, yeah. some people believe they said Candyman three times. Candyman was going to show up. So why God can't <laughs> <Exactly>. show up? <laughs> <laughs> there, there is, again, um, you're taking me into my area of thought that, that I talk about the faith factor. And, and, and faith is so important to the believer. And now, if you haven't, if you don't have any stock in faith, you know, in the power of the name of Jesus, you can't call on that. Just like if you don't put no money in the bank, there's no use for you going to the ATM machine. The other mm-hmm. point is that, is that, is that, and this is huge. Everybody that uses the name of the Lord in vain is going to be held accountable. Mm. And so, and so, whether you're a bishop, a pastor, whether you're, you're a pope, whoever, if you, if you, God cares about His name. He cares about how it's used. Okay, there is power in the blood of Jesus, and it's connected to the faith of the person using it, the person speaking it, and the person uh, uh, in need. And, and, and I broke it down that way because, you know, Jesus, when he was in the house of the of the of the young man who wanted his daughter healed, you know, he had to tell the unbelievers to leave, mm-hmm. okay? Because faith is a huge it's access for the believer, okay? I've called on the name of Jesus and the power of the blood, and I've seen the Lord work. When I needed him to, in a moment, in an instant, suddenly, immediately, just as the Bible says. But also, we have an example in the book of Acts where the seven sons of Siva uh, tried to copy what they seen the man of God do. And they tried mm-hmm. to use the power of the blood in the name of Jesus uh, on the demons. And the demons said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but we don't know you. And so, you know, you 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 can't manipulate this. You have to know this. You have to understand the power of Jesus. These things, as the Bible says, come by prayer and come by fasting. And so if you're not prayed up and you don't have fasting, you haven't been taught, you haven't read the word of God, you don't understand it, you know, God is not in a genie bottle and somebody rubbing the, the side of it. He's going to pop out and say, by the blood of Jesus, get him and get that. It doesn't work that way mm-hmm. because be not deceived, God is not mocked. He will not be mocked. And so it's important for people to understand that, okay? I'm careful because I know I'm held accountable for how I use the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And what mm-hmm. that means, okay? 
to, to help and that people goes, who that, don't understand all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that goes Go to what I was saying earlier about the pastor going into the lion's den, going in there thinking in them lions toe his butt up, you know. And um, so individuals are trying to mock. They are trying to imitate. They are trying to do these things, and they're using it as a form of religion, and it's not. it don't have nothing to do with religion. And that's what individuals are. Right. They're doing it, though. Here's the main thing, to have people look at them and not Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we've had countless pastors try to walk on fire, get burnt up, try to put their hand in a a cage with with, uh, poisonous snakes and die from the venom. And like you said, Mm -hmm. this pastor that go into the lion's den and got chewed up. It, it, God didn't tell mm-hmm. us to do any of this foolishness. It is mm-hmm. not by trickery that we call people and that we bring people in. No, it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. The word of God is powerful in itself. If you preach the gospel and you teach the gospel, it will touch the hearts and the minds of hungry people, of people who are searching, of people who want to be fed, of people who are thirsty. Okay, mm-hmm. like the old mothers used to say, you probably know this one, Jeanette. The word of God is good all by itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good all by itself. We don't all this play acting and all this stuff. Yeah. We don't have to do any of that. Now, it, there's a difference when a person is excited about the word of God and they get you know caught in the spirit and. Some people are more charismatic than others, and that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is is the blatant abuses uh, of religion, you know, and people trying to say they have a relationship with God. No, you have a relationship with power, fame, and money, and those mm-hmm. are the people that that oftentimes we see they instantly get judged. And you know, Pastor, and that brings us bring me to one of the questions that um, came about with that in regards to why are some why is it that some individuals appear to be more religious than others? And like you said, a lot of that time, a lot of times, it's not about religion. You know, it's their faith, it's their belief. They made an investment, they trust, they're being obedient, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, and so therefore, they appear to be able to say, "I am a child of God," and believe that. And then they will stand yeah. on this word. So it's not that, that in, you know, in those cases, if those individuals are, or have a better relationship, because some people will even go to other people and say, please pray for me. You know, you, you can yeah. pray for yourself. Mm-hmm. So these are just mm-hmm. some of the things that we're running into, especially during times like these. And all of this is in the Bible. I had a person even tell me, well, in Revelations, but if it's in Revelations, and if you believe in the word, it's there. Why are you freaking out and panicking? So we're right. trying to, and I said we're trying to, but what we're seeing is a lot of individuals are so confused, so conflicted, so scared, even when it comes to the healing powers of God. And when we're talking about even with this pandemic, Pastor, you know, and we know that the numbers are going up, people are dying, but yet some individuals have actually been healed. They showed one woman where she was able to yeah. go back home. You know, and yeah. then we're looking at individuals in the healthcare field. You know, I, I have some of my yeah, clients, they're absolutely. in law enforcement, and they're scared. They're like, I don't want to be out here with all of these individuals. I want to go home. I want to stay home. Right. For now, being right. allowed to do so when they work these long, long hours. So let's talk about that a little bit, Pastor, to give some individuals some faith, you know, that they can start. They, they can't trust God and not leaning on their own understanding and getting caught up in all the hype. Because we don't want to condition individuals to just stay in a state of fear and panic. No. I I was telling someone the other day is that believers in the Bible understand that there's, you know, we're going to always have persecution. A part about this walk in this life is that if you, you know, if you want to reign with him, you're going to suffer with him. And so Mm -hmm. from the very beginning, in the very beginning, in Nero's uh, arena, the believers were being fed to lions. The early church was persecuted. Um, Christians were burned. Okay? All, almost all of the apostles, the disciples, were martyred. 
early church leaders were were martyred, burned at the stake. There's always been persecution against God's people, against the people of faith. And what we have to understand is that the Holy Spirit gives us strength to endure and to keep our focus and to pray. And so the Lord allows these things to happen because it's bringing a lot of people close to him. Mm-hmm. People are praying. People are reading the word of God. People, when, when believers get, fear and get fearful and get scared, they start praying. And they start mm-hmm. listening. And they start tuning in. And what we're, this show is important because we don't want a lot of people to follow religious hacks. To get caught up with people who are just stuck on religion instead of good pastors and good Bible teachers that want you to have a stronger relationship with Christ, to have a personal mm-hmm. relationship with God, to give your life to Christ Jesus. That's the difference. But for those people, I tell them we've always had these things, okay? More people still died from the flu than from this coronavirus right now, okay? Mm-hmm. And and. and and what we have to understand is that we've had people die in wars. We have people die in accidents. We have people die in car accidents almost every day. You know, I tell people this coronavirus, this Highway 78 down here is crazy. This, this mm-hmm. 15, this 5, there's some crazy yeah. freeways. We need the Lord there too. You need the Lord in your own house, people acting up in the community. And so – for God, this is just another thing. Let's not mm-hmm. magnify this. And, and what I'm saying is don't take away your precautions. Don't take away, you know, your seriousness. Still follow precautions and still uh, uh, wash your hands, sanitize, wear gloves when you have to, clean and disinfect your home, all the smart things that you're supposed to. But mm-hmm. don't ha- don't have fear overtake you to where you don't give your God his due respect, where you don't know mm-hmm. that, you know, where you forget that we have angels encamped round about us, that we have our prayers going up before the Lord as a sweet incense before us. I'm protected. Mm-hmm. I pray over my family every night, every morning. I pray from during the day. I'm protected. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the other day, the other day, somebody got a little bit too close to me in line when I was, when I went to go pick up some items, I just turned to them very politely and said, excuse me, sir. He says, oh, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. And back then. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's just us. But we don't, have to, we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to forget who our God is, who is who's in control of our life, okay? We, we have to understand that Christ is in control of all of this. And then as I'm closing, this is the time. In situations like this, this is the times in pandemics that we're experiencing when the charlatans, when the religious freaks come out, because they will try to take advantage of people who are living in fear. So people, mm-hmm. please be careful when you hear, when you hear, I wouldn't go to nobody's church right now who's saying, we don't care what the law says, we don't care what people say, we're going to come to church anyway. And, yeah. and I'll just say... Are you sure? Are you sure you really want to say that? Because that's not right. Okay? We, well, I have to go to church because my pastor said. No, you don't. That, that's foolish. You know that that's an ignorant thing to do. Um, we had a choir in Oregon. Sixty people in the choir went to choir rehearsal anyways a few days ago, Jeanette, because the pastor said, yeah, y'all go to choir rehearsal because the Choir director said, well, we're going to choir rehearsal. And you know in choir rehearsal, they're going to hug, they're going to hit their singing. Yeah. If you're singing, the, the spray is coming out of your mouth, the vapors. Okay, so out of the 60 people, 40 of them are sick. Wow. Three have died already. Three have died already. And another three are hospitalized. And they're saying, wow. well, how did the Lord allow this to happen? That had nothing to do with God. Nothing to do with God. That had nothing to you do know- with that was ignorance. Mm-hmm. I want to I share something, and then we can elaborate on it before we close. With someone posting on Facebook, it says, name something you will no longer take for granted once this virus is gone. Someone said fresh air, life, anything, 
Nothing, most importantly, my freedom to travel anywhere and work from anywhere in the world. And someone put on here tissue, and someone said on here, God and life itself. Because we've been conditioned, we were spoiled, we were used to doing certain Mm -hmm. things, now we're able to do Mm -hmm. so. We have to stop taking things for granted. Right. Now, what would the Lord knows how to get our attention. Mm -hmm. I would say the Lord knows how to get our attention. It is a good time for us and to get into the Word of God, to listen to good men and women of God, to get in a good Bible study, to go back and and, and re-listen to podcasts and different information that's there. That's the most important thing as I'm closing. We're all working this up. Good teaching is there, people, is there. Excuse me. You can go on the Internet. You can find it. You can get good Bible teaching from good leaders uh, that love and that care about the people, their flocks, that are sharing the information. And we don't have to get stuck in religion, and we can blossom healthy relationships in Christ. God bless you, mm-hmm. and thank you for listening to us today. Thank you. Thank you very much, Pastor. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. And thank you for listening to us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And remember to share the information. If individuals are having difficulties logging on, you can find us at iHeartRadio. You can go on to our Facebook links, which is my Facebook under Jeanette Brooks Abney. And if you have any other questions or topics you would like for us to discuss, please contact me on any of my social media channels. And until next week, remember, you got this. Bye-bye.